The Distraction, hosted by former Deadspin writers Drew McGarry and David Roth, is a new sports podcast coming from Defector and Stitcher. Join the guys and their guests as they break down the week in sports while addressing their fair share of off-the-field issues. Whether it's discussing NBA players getting testy in the bubble, Bill Belichick cutting 80% of his roster just to keep himself interested, or horrifying takes from sports talk radio that need to be broken down, Drew and Roth are ready to serve you some hot sports action. But do stick around for a few extra distractions. You deserve them. Listen and subscribe to The Distraction, a Defector podcast, right now in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Maybe I'm crazy, but I I might become a Pelicans fan. Stop. I, no, I, Joy. It's too quick of a heel turn. I don't know. I've been giving it some thought. <laughs> a fan. You can think differently about the situation. A weird fan might be an aggressive turn. Okay, okay, okay. I, I, I'm coming around to the idea. We'll, we'll get to it later. Maybe I'm Casey. Maybe I'm Casey. Maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm not. Welcome to the Maybe I'm Crazy podcast. I'm Joy Taylor. That's Brandon Newman. Hola. Bonnie Jo Laughlin will join us today. Yes. She is. Uh, she works in the Bay Area mm-hmm. on the Murph and Mac show and many other things. Yes, in the biz. Um, she's in the biz yeah. for sure. She yeah. was a NBA scout for 12 years, Ooh. the first and only female NBA scout. Mm-hmm. So she's very well connected. She's got some scoops on the Lakers, and we'll talk NBA finals with her. Uh, we'll also talk about Kawhi, KD, uh, Drake, mm-hmm. as I mentioned, the Pelicans, um, WNBA season. LeBron not in the finals, NBA nope. MVP, um, the Browns, particularly Baker Mayfield, is yeah. it's being a little bit petty. Uh, mm-hmm. I saw Aladdin. You did. I did see Aladdin, so we'll talk about that too. Yes, we'll, I, I have some thoughts. I want to. I want to. I want to give to the the week first week sales. You know what I mean? So I'm gonna later. Oh, you want to add to it? Yeah, the first week sales. Yeah, well, we'll help them get their money up. Disney yeah. needs some more, so. Uh, <laughs> We'll do that. But let's start with Bonnie Joe Laughlin. All right. Thank you to Bonnie Joe Laughlin for joining us on the podcast. Hey. Bonnie Joe is the first and only female NBA scout. Okay. Girl power. We love hey. that. Also uh, was with the Lakers for a while. She's also the ho- co-host of KMBR's Murph and Mac show amongst a lot. You have a very long bio. You have lots of stuff going on. NBC Sports Bay Area, mm. Westwood One, uh, Fox Sports segment reporter, NBC, NBA insider, um, but you're you're all things sports and the Bay, mm-hmm. and uh, shocking, the Warriors are back in the finals again. Yeah. Um, nobody predicted that, but there are, there are some things, that there's some wrinkles with it this year, so you're wearing a little Golden State shirt there. <laughs> yeah, I've got to represent. Right, so <laughs> Kevin Durant, I don't think he's going to play in the, in the finals at all. Uh, what are you hearing as far as that goes? I think it's more optimism than actual facts. And how much do you think this actually affects this series? Well, it's funny you say that because it's a big topic that everyone wants to know. Warriors better without Kevin Durant. And I never say that they're better. They're just a different type of team. There's, you know, more, I guess a lot of people think they're actually more entertaining to watch. There's so much more ball movement. And, you know, you get to see Steph and Clay do their thing. Plus, Draymond really steps up this game, you know, you know, forcing the ball, being able to actually control the whole offense, pick up the pace and everything. So that's been different. Are they better? I wouldn't say they're better, but I do think they can still win this series without KD, but it'd be a little easier with KD. But what I'm being told now is that he will not play game one or two. And, you know, I think this cap strain is a little more serious than people are saying it is. I mean, a lot of us all thought, I'm sure you thought so as well, that it was probably an Achilles at first. It looked so bad the way he looked back at his leg. And I think they're not wanting the media to know that it's a little more serious. So I wouldn't be shocked 
Dwayne Brennan if he's not in this series. Mm. What's crazy enough is that we're going to DeMarcus instead of KD. So it uh, kind of mixes it all up. Well, I agree with you. I did not think that it was a, a, a easy injury at all. Mm-hmm. The, obviously, all of us thought Achilles at first and were kind of relieved it was calf strain, but calf strain at this point in the season is not something easy to get over. You, you mostly have to rest to get through it. So he's traveling with the team, according to right. uh, Chris Haynes, Yahoo Sports and, and Fox Sports now. Um, but that, like, like you said, that doesn't really mean much. The Raptors, however, I've been on the Raptors since the beginning of the season. Um, I know, you picked it. You actually picked you. I saw and you picked that you thought the Raptors would beat the Bucks. Well, you know, sometimes <laughs> we're right. I, I, I will, to, to be completely honest, I did think that the Celtics were going to be in the finals, but yes. I was also very high on the Raptors at the beginning of the season. So I'll keep it, I'll keep it 100 with you that. You remembered how good Kawhi is this entire time. Yes, but with Kevin Durant out and likely Boogie out, it, it, it does change the dynamic. Like you said, there's a lot of ball movement. The Raptors are going to have a lot of rest as well when winning their series in six. Do they give you any fear whatsoever? Is there, is there any fear in Golden State at all? Because you guys are very – we have our producer, Heller, here is is, is from the town also. Yes. Um, and he's, he's very okay. he's, he's very high, very, very arrogant, mm-hmm. um, which is fine because yeah. you're dynasty, so you're allowed to be. I'm right. a Heat fan. We were arrogant during our, our four years of, of grace. Any fear at all of the Raptors? I mean, yeah, you always have to have fear when you have one of the best two-way players in the game and Kawhi Leonard. So, and the thing that, you know, Warriors tend to do is they get complacent. And sometimes we've seen that where they just, they don't play hard. They don't come out hard in the first quarter, sometimes even the third or fourth. And so that's one concern would be that they're kind of complacent. They've had the nine, ten days off to rest, which has been great for the, you know, injuries and for them to get some downtime, but you wonder if there's a momentum also with the Raptors and how well they play at home. So you just never know. I mean, I still think the Warriors will win this series, but it's not going to be as um, easy as people think. Is there any level of drama with this team right now with all the conversation about Mm. KD possibly leaving? Um, Clay didn't make the All-NBA team, so there was like, you know, a little buzz about that. And obviously, uh, not too long ago, there was some reports that he was a little unhappy with being like the fourth wheel. Is there any drama around this team at all, or do they seem locked in? Well, we have seen, you know, during the regular season, you know, also between Draymond and KD, and then, you know, even, you know, things that with Steve Kerr and Draymond, and we all don't know for sure what, you know, Coach Kerr said, but, you know, he's tired of, you know, Draymond's BS. But, you know, there's been a lot of things, and then you get into – the postseason, it seems like none of that seems to matter. It's almost like KD now that he's not even playing, that a lot of people aren't even talking about his free agency and where he'll go, which is surprising enough. I think it's because of the fact he's not in the game. And so people are thinking, well, if he can play uh, and actually contribute to this finals, then, okay, maybe he stays. But then maybe he sees, hey, this team doesn't need me. I want to, you know, set my sights somewhere else and be able to, you know, you know have a team where I can leave them on my back and not have anyone else and be the number one guy. Well, we've seen Kevin Durant be able to step in and the Warriors behave accordingly. It doesn't really seem like it's a big step having KD in the lineup, but someone who's closer in DeMarcus Cousins, as you mentioned before, he never looked comfortable in the lineup at all. So would it even be smart to add any of these guys to the lineup once they get healthy? It seems like the Warriors work with momentum and moving the ball around. It seems like there's a a different team when those superstars aren't in the lineup at all yeah that's a good question because a lot of people think the chemistry right now you know you see this death lineup and they're doing so well 
um, with Iggy being, you know, uh, he does what he does. We all know mm -hmm. during the playoffs, Iggy just explodes during the playoffs. So I don't know if you want to mess up this chemistry and even put DeMarcus in. Maybe limited minutes, put him a little bit in the first, maybe in the third. Uh, I would give him limited minutes um, because then you kind of wonder about foul trouble anyways with him or him popping off, you know, with the refs. Um, so I don't even know at this point if you would play uh, DeMarcus a lot. And then with KD, I really agree with the way. I don't know if we're going to see him in this uh, series at all. Yeah, I don't think we're going to see him in this series. Where do you – we talked about this a little bit last week. Um, where do you rank this Golden State dynasty, this current team, among the greatest NBA teams of all time? I'm a Michael Jordan zealot, so no one will ever oh, replace – Yeah, we'll, we'll replace that for me. So I know you know, you know then how we feel. But it's kind of getting to the point where, and I have no animosity towards Golden State. Um, I never have because I appreciate greatness. What can I say? You know, and also because the Heat went through this whole phase of being mm -hmm. hated. So I, I, I relate to what Golden State fans are going through. The whole thing about being bandwagon. Like, yes, people want to watch the best version of pro whatever it is. Right. Like, you're going to have bandwagon fans. There's nothing wrong with that. Where do you rank this team all time, though? I mean, I think I'm spoiled because I cover the team and I don't realize that I'm like watching history being made. You know, this is a team that when we look back now and we're older, we're going to say this is one of the best teams. you got to admit that KD and Steph are some of the best shooters you've ever seen of all time. So you're seeing that and you're seeing, you know, two guys that first time playoff history to have uh, a triple-double. I mean, there's just stats like that that are out there that are just, you know, uh, haven't been done before. So they really are their own dynasty. And, you, of course, you have to put the Celtics up there and the Bulls and the Lakers and maybe even San Antonio, some people would say, and then of course the Warriors. But I think this team, if they win this again, um, you've got to talk about them being one of the best of all time. I I say it's not debatable. They are the best of all time, mainly because you talk about the Bulls team, Celtics team, all these teams that have won finals in the past. You take some key elements away from those teams, they don't win those games. You've seen the Warriors without a head coach, without Steph Curry, without KD without Draymond, without Iggy at times, and everyone just steps up to the call. And that's why I'm saying it's the best team of all time because you're looking and you had a sample size over many years of different versions of this exact same team, and they win regardless. Right, definitely. It doesn't matter who gets in that lineup, they're always going to produce. And, you know, look at some of the other teams. They didn't have the you – know, no one ever really talks about the bench, but, you know, you look at some of the bench teams that the Warriors have had. They're not, like, you know, big-name players, but they've mm -hmm. been able to step up and been – great role players and like an you know, Iguodala or Barbosa, you look at some of the guys in the past that they've had and they always do whatever it takes to win. Um, and so you have to kind of put them up there now as one of the best. What is your gut feeling about what KD does? Oh, gosh, it's tough to say. You know, for a while, you know, even when we would do interviews with him, it sounded like he may stay with the Warriors. Like, why would you leave this team that can continue to keep winning? But then I do think he wants to have the team he's never really had a team on his own but then you look at how sensitive and emotional he is i mean can you really see this guy in new york with the media no i, I mean can't. he gets upset when you know we say a couple of things in the bay area is so soft we don't you know we don't really get after these guys i mean i can't imagine what he'll do you know, with a couple bad games in new york so you tend to wonder or did you want to go to the lakers where there's all this drama or the you know i could see him possibly going to the clippers just because jerry west was the reason why he signed with the warriors and the clippers have they're like two players away from i think winning it all mm. and i could really see him wanting to possibly go there because he can win and he loves jerry west he loves doc so if he's going to go anywhere i think he goes to clippers 
Well, I don't know if you can see Brandon right now, but he's celebrating because he wants him to go to the Clippers. I I feel like that's that is my that's the last team I want him to go to. To me, if he's going to do anything, stay in Golden State or go to the Knicks, because while the Nets are fun and I like the Nets, they're Mm going to have to move D'Angelo Russell in order to make all of that fit. And I don't like that move because that's why the Nets are interesting right now. I understand everything you're saying about the New York media and it's intense. And New York is just on another level with everything, how you live, your lifestyle, just everything because it's New York. But New York is the Mecca. Like it's still it's still the Mecca and nobody can deny that. They're still the most profitable franchise in the NBA, despite all of their dysfunction over the years and not be, not winning and not even uh, the last couple of years really having a huge, huge name no. on their roster. So to, and it's the East. So if he's going to move to another mm. team in the West, like that doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. But the number one reason I hate that is because the Clippers move is because it would then become LeBron versus KD in the most like obnoxious media way. It's, it's what it is ever. already. It's but, what but it, it is it already. Is, it is, but it, but it's, it's in a healthy discussion way. Now, if they're in the same building. Yes, that's because KD wants respect moving forward. He's got the MVPs, finals MVPs. He's got the rings. He wants to be undisputable, undisputed best player in the league, and he has to do it in LeBron's same building. That's why I think he goes out there. If he goes out and he loves playing with teams that beat him up, right? <laughs> what, do, what do you think about that, Bonnie Joe? Well, yeah, it's funny you said it because New York, I could see him loving the city, and he has all these different business projects with you know his agents out there, and he the boardroom on ESPN. But then he loves being in the Bay Area because he can do so much with the dot-com and the gaming because he loves to do that as well. But then L.A., he can do kind of the same thing. So I don't know. We'll see. I do know he wants to be the man, and it's hard for him to do that when you've got Steph always you know, in your rearview mirror. So I don't think he really likes that. But he may surprise us all and just stay. But I, I do see him – I don't know. I, I do see him maybe going to L.A. And, I mean, New York is close to D.C. where he's from. So there's so many different elements. But I think if he wants to win – I think he goes to L.A. Well, before we move off from uh, this finals matchup, you were a NBA scout for several. How many years were you an NBA scout? Twelve years. Twelve mm. years. So scouting the Raptors, who is, in my opinion, obviously, besides Kawhi, the biggest X factor for the Raptors in making this a competitive series with Golden State, which most people are picking Golden State. Um, I think the X factor is Kyle Lowry because while Siakam is very important and, you know, Gasol and Van Vliet, I feel like if Kyle Lowry can consistently have, doesn't have to have great games, but can consistently have good games throughout the series, they'll make this a long competitive series. But what player is the the most important X factor for you for Toronto? Um, Besides Lowry, I would have to say Danny Green. I think that, you know, he steps up and he gets the right amount of spacing. He can light it up. He can play defense. I think he is going to be the X factor of how the Raptors could win the series is having Green be effective. And we've seen him in the postseason. He's been playing really well. The regular season, he was on and off and kind of streaky. But I think this matchup could be a great matchup for him. And like I said, you know, he he could really light it up. And so he he's the guy that I'm looking for right now as the X factor is Green. And he's been there before, so right. he knows. You know? Yeah, he has the experience. He's essentially the... These guys, you know, they get the deer in the headlights. I can kind of saw it be honest, and different guys can't handle that. He's been there before, so he knows what to do. So I think we could actually see something big from him. All right, so you spent a lot of time with the Lakers. Mm-hmm. And the Lakers, they they just they love being in the news these days. And today is a very special day for the Lakers because they just got featured in a 20-page uh, report on ESPN um, just about all the dysfunction. There's, there's, there's a ton of 
there's a ton of different directions we can go in it. What is to you the number one issue with the Lakers right now? I mean, I'm not surprised at the circus because it's been going on, you know, <laughs> since I was there and forever. I think the problem is that now it's like when you're losing, everything is magnified. You know, when you're winning, they don't care what kind of circus is going on, mm. what Kobe's doing, what Shaq is doing. You know, they're winning. But now that they're losing and you've got the, the face or the who was the face of the franchise, Magic Johnson, going on first take, basically airing out all the dirty laundry. And then now you see this come out. I mean, I had heard about this before, that there was a lot of uh, – toxic environment with a lot of scouts and different people in the organization that weren't happy that were getting, you know, suffering from these panic attacks. I literally know a couple guys that actually had to take time off away from the team uh, while they were even during like scouting, you know, the, the big uh, tournament, March Madness. So there was a lot of times where um, it was just a toxic environment. I know there was an urgency to win. So Magic had to you know, he felt the you know the need to tell people how he felt, but at the same time, I know he wasn't there. You know, he was still involved with many of his other projects. He was still doing stuff with the Dodgers, and he had mentioned to Gene when he first you know took on this role that he was going to give a hundred. I think he said 150 percent of his his focus would just be that, but we all know it wasn't. You know, I was told many times that his you know desk and office looked like he'd never even stepped in there. You know, so that was a problem with a lot of people, and then now with the whole thing. But Palenka, them not getting along, it just, I'm not surprised um, at all. If you're Jeannie Buss right now and all of this is going on, what what do you do? Like, you're, she, to take Jeannie out of it, you, you're the owner of the Lakers right now. What do you do? Well, I mean, the biggest thing I think that Jeannie does, and, you know, no fault to her, but she tends to hire people that are within or people that are used to be a former Laker or people that she knows or she trusts. Some of us know that sometimes, you know, when it comes to business, the people you're closest to, you don't trust in business. And so I think that, you know, she needs to go out within. She needs to talk to someone. You know, instead of having a million people in her ear, she needs to have this one confidant that can talk to her and have her, um, you know, make a better decision that maybe can actually assist in the decision. Maybe she doesn't even make the decision, you know. Like, that's why it was so great when you have, like, a Jerry West there that can actually you just sit, you just sit back and you let him do his work. You know, that's some franchises, you know, they usually have the owner who's pretty silent, which she is, a silent owner, and then you have someone who's got the basketball mind and IQ that can, can get it done, and right now there isn't that person in the position. I mean, Palenka was an agent. He was Kobe's agent. He doesn't know what he's doing. I mean, will he? Maybe. Maybe he'll surprise us all and he'll make some moves in this offseason, but right now I just you know, I just don't think these moves have been um, good for the, the Lakers' tradition and their history. Well, one on the court question for the Lakers, because uh, you know, some eventually they're going to have to play basketball. Mm-hmm. What do you do, uh, or what do you think the Lakers should do as far as waiting for free agency? Does Anthony Davis even fit with them? There's a rumor now about Bradley Beal, who I actually think would be a good fit. Um, what move would you make to actually improve the Lakers? What move would you like to see happen to improve their roster for next year? Well, I know that definitely... LeBron wants AD, and he also, even maybe Kyrie. So, which is funny enough that they would, you know, join forces again. You know, Kawhi, I mean, look at him. I mean, the best two-way player there. I mean, he could be great as a Laker, but does LeBron want, you know, someone like Kawhi there? Because he still wants someone where he could still be the star. So, it'll be interesting to see. They have to make some kind of move. Um, they do have to. Bradley Beal would be perfect, actually, um, with the Lakers. That's a good point. But I, I don't know. Maybe they have to do something, though. They can't uh, go another offseason and not um, get uh, significant uh, free agents. So they're going to have to do something. I mean, Clay Thompson, having a shooter like him, you know, everyone always needs a shooter, and you have 
Clay, but I don't think he's going to leave the Warriors. So I think uh, Kawhi would be, uh, or Kyrie possibly could be one of their best bets. Well, before we let you go, you are, so my producers told me that you have 13 dogs. Is that accurate? <laughs> yes. They're at my parents' ranch, so they're not all oh, here. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes, I was very, I was. My parents, yeah, my parents have 30 acres, so we have everything. Think of horses okay. and cows and pigs yeah. and chickens and That makes it everything. feel much less dramatic. <laughs> it doesn't sound like enough dogs, right. actually. Right. Yeah, because 13 dogs and, like, just a small little right. smaller, that would be ridiculous. Okay. Order. But, but you are, uh, yeah, I was a little worried. Um, but that makes much more sense. But you are very passionate about animals, and you founded the nonprofit Hounds and Heroes. So tell us a little bit about what you're doing with that. Yes, um, Hounds and Heroes, I basically kind of, my two passions, which were military and rescuing animals, and so I kind of combined the two, and my two passions, and was able to figure out a way to do that. It's uh, rescuing dogs from the shelter, and then we trained them as therapy and service dogs for our veterans that returned back to the war, that are struggling from PTSD, TBI, amputees, and anything like that to kind of help these veterans um, move on with their lives since the suicide rate is so high. We've seen that this um, really helps. Where can people uh, donate? Where can they get more information um, or get involved? It's Hounds and Heroes. Um, so houndsandheroes.com. And uh, we're also on our social media as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining yeah, us. Thank Thanks you. for all your insight. You're welcome anytime that you are in L.A. So let us know. We'd love to have you in studio. Yeah, um, that'd be fun. I love being in studio. It's easier, huh? Yeah. <laughs> but this, is, this was perfect, too, though. Um, and, and I can't see Brandon. I just see, like, his... Water <laughs> We're still working on how to how to get the uh, the feedback monitor. There he goes. Can you see him now? There's face. Yeah. And then he drops up. It's okay. <laughs> but thank you so much for joining us um, and enjoy the finals. Okay. Thanks, y'all. Bye. 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 All right, what am I winning or quitting today? The Raptors quieted their haters Saturday night, defeating Giannis and his Bucks four games in a row to win the East. Kawhi Leonard is leading the Toronto Raptors to their first NBA Finals game ever, and it looks like he's having a time of his life doing it, but joy, Kawhi will not be a Toronto Raptor next season. Win it or quit it. Um, so I know that I had a strong opinion that he was leaving. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, like deuces. It was being very funny. Um, last but, episode. Last yeah, episode. It was very, it's not too long ago. I think it was two, but it might okay. have been one. Okay. Anyway, yeah. the point is, uh, I have softened on it a lot. Because mm. I may have underestimated how serious the city of Toronto is about making this happen. So they, they started this Kawhi Kawhi and Dine thing. Kawhi and Dine. Kawhi and Dine. Yes. Kawhi and Dine. Yes. Um, which I knew about. He, mm-hmm. he gets free food for life at any of these uh, restaurants. Right. Which, by the way, Brandon and I are available for any campaign that Please. LA wants to start about it offering have to free rhyme food. Like no, it does. doesn't. Just like just, just joy. You don't have to put our sticker, sticker. up. No, it's, yeah. it's just an email. Maybe I'm crazy podcast. Just text just, us. Like, right. hey, come through. You can come good. through and eat. Maybe you can eat here for free. Yeah. yeah. These windows even. No, maybe though. Yeah, no, no, no. We definitely come right, in there. Because we're down. Because yeah, we eat food. For, for food yeah. But he, they, they have that going on. Mm-hmm. A, a condo uh, store realty incorporated is like some realtor uh, bajillionaire offered him like a free penthouse for the if he stays, which sounds great, except for if he takes one of these, everyone already knows where he lives. So yeah. Maybe yeah. maybe want to slide that deal on the low, um, but I get what they're doing, and they're they're really pushing to keep him there, and I, all that stuff was nice, but that really wasn't what pushed me over the edge with it. Watching 
that game and the way that Toronto reacted, like mm. the city reacted, I got to tell you, I underestimated you, Toronto. Yeah. Uh, never been, so I don't know, but I've heard only great things. Right, but y'all and out here. Y- yes, yeah. in a very real way, mm-hmm. in a very diverse we see way. You. Yes, you know, we see all of you, all of you. Yes, the crayon all box, all of your beautifulness, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. just, just every shade from everywhere, and you all appreciate each other. Yes. You know, we can learn a little bit from Toronto. It's hard not to get behind. It is, yes. you know, unless you know you're just you got the hate in your heart, and we can't help you. You know, and also, yeah, got to cure yourself. Yeah, but the point is, how do you leave that? That's a whole country behind you. It's a lot. And I get it. It's taxes and stuff. But yeah, everybody pays taxes. Taxes are just... Uh, you, maybe this yeah. is just my opinion because I've accepted it so much living in California. Right. You got to pay taxes. Yes. I no. know. It's a thing they don't warn mm-hmm. you about in life. Like when you... When, it's like one of the first things you should learn. Yes. Right? Like when you cross 100%. the street, look both ways. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows that. It's just fundamental. It's one of the first things that you teach a human. The second thing you should teach them is you got to pay taxes. That's how it works. Well, that uh, I was in the Grove yesterday and someone was parked and said what a ripoff and i was like i have not heard that in years because people who live on the coast never say that because it's just a part of living Life. on the coast yeah it's yes. just like we you pay live for here. everything what we, a ripoff we pay extra money to buy water bottles to be here we pay so much more money right and it's so great it is great it's so look nice. at your shirt you love oh, it just I, I, was, I wanted to make sure they said conceived in california but michelle said don't do that is that true yeah i was born here oh i didn't orange know that. county you got that shirt out. made no, stop. No. Let's talk about It'd be the a very weird shirt anyway. That's don't yeah. do that. Anyway, the point is, the point is, I don't know if he can leave that that country. Like I just I don't think he can do it because it's not even about the city anymore. It's really the whole country and I know it's very expensive and he pays extra taxes and all that stuff and he's a California kid and all that sounds real nice. He's not going to the Lakers to so just stop it. Kawhi doesn't want any of those problems. And the Clippers are very interesting and I would have liked to see I would like to see him on the Clippers if he yeah. goes anywhere, but I don't know. I I le- I I've been behind the Raptors all season. I really like it. It's nice to have a fun team in the East that is interesting and not dysfunctional. Yeah. And I, you, I'm down for him to stay. But who are you pulling for in the finals? Toronto. You're pulling for... No, I can't. Because if he wins, he could stay. And that's why that can't happen. I need I need Kawhi to be in L.A. I need Kawhi to go elsewhere. He's got to lose. So that's why I'm going for the Warriors. Brandon, I'm an agent of chaos. This, that, I don't okay, root that's for fair. that. That's fair. Kevin I'm not, Durant's going to give us that regardless. I'm not going to be upset if Golden State wins, but yeah. I'm rooting for Toronto. Okay. Way more interesting. It's not going to happen. All right, what's okay. next? Speaking of the Warriors, the Golden State Warriors are gearing up for a trip to Toronto for the first two games of the NBA Finals without their two-time Finals MVP on the court. Kevin Durant has no return date for the NBA Finals, and it has me thinking. Joy, this is Kevin Durant's last series as a Warriors. Quit it or quit it. I am going to win it. I don't think that he comes back for this series at all. I think everyone's being very optimistic about the nature of this injury. You said they lied off top. Um, I'm not saying that they lied. I'm just saying this top, injury is a very serious injury, and you have to rest. It's not something you can get some massages and rush back from. So the one we know about the one they told us about or the real one? No, no, no. The one they told us about. Okay, Capturing. the real one must be real serious. No, if he, if he tore his Achilles, we're going to know he tore his Achilles. All right, it's just it's a fact. We know LeBron messed his hand up till after the game in the, in the finals last year. Remember that? He came out with a cast. Yeah, I don't think he tore his Achilles. I think it's a okay. calf strain. But the bigger picture is, I think this is the last we've seen him there. I do think he's going to New York, slash hoping he goes to New York. Say he's still on this. Um, I am. I'm speaking into existence like okay. LeVar Ball. Undefeated, never lost. <laughs> All right. But 
I'm seeing a lot of parallels with KD in Golden State and LeBron when he was in Miami. Talk to me. Okay. So there's been some talk as of recent. He was just recently asked about this in a press conference too, about like if it's been if it's if it's it feels like it's KD and the Warriors, and mm-hmm. it kind of has always felt like that yes. since he got here. It's always been Steph's team. We talk about how much Steph has sacrificed yep. to allow KD to get here, mm-hmm. and the leadership Steph has to allow KD to be yes. KD, and it's kind of always felt like the Warriors are here, and KD is just an addition to mm-hmm. this. Like he's not part of it. No, and They've had some. They've had some beefs. Obviously, him and Draymond. Like, there's there's been some things going on mm-hmm. there. The conversation all year this year has been surrounding whether he's going to leave or stay. Not from him directly, but obviously everyone on the outside. Right. And he's had to answer those questions all year long. Right, which has added to this feeling. And mm-hmm. when LeBron was in Miami when he first came, obviously the city wrapped their arms around him. Which I'm not saying Golden State, the fans and the city haven't embraced Kevin Durant. They right. have. Yeah. But there's, there's always kind of that feeling of, okay, this is gonna come to an end a little mm-hmm. bit. Like, the mm-hmm. fans didn't really want to think about LeBron leaving and, you know, everyone kind of hated, everyone definitely hated Miami. Everyone doesn't necessarily hate Golden State because they're not really a controversial group. Yeah. But, they are. They do do a lot of winning, and people root against that. Tired of it. There, there's just a lot of parallels there, and now coming into free agency, it has that same feeling of if he leaves, it's going to be like, all right, well, he was there. He came to win his championships. He got his championships. He he was in a winning environment, a championship level organization. Now he can take that blueprint yeah. and go to another organization mm-hmm. and implement it there. Yeah. And that's kind of that's kind of why I've always compared the New York move to the LeBron going back to Cleveland move because mm-hmm. everyone loved the LeBron going back to Cleveland move, right? Everyone except for Miami. This whole oh, I'm going home and it was yeah. obnoxious and the song and just like oh, it just like triggers me when I yeah, I can't even hear the song, but. That song. I understand that New York is not Katie's home, mm-hmm. but it is the mecca of basketball. And right. you can hate the Knicks all you want, and believe me, like I'm a Heat fan, so I get it. But I do love the idea of the Knicks being relevant, and I love that their front office is the only all African American front office. Mm-hmm. I understand their owners, their owner, yes. and he like that's you can't. He gonna can't, be there. He's gonna be there. Yeah. That's not changing, but they managed to do it in Cleveland. Like LeBron did manage to, to overcome a s- s- dysfunctional owner and a dysfunctional franchise yeah. in Cleveland and bring them a championship. And if KD can do that, there's just a lot of parallels but, there. Uh, the amount of ifs that led to LeBron winning that first championship with Cleveland Cavaliers is the amount of ifs that would have to come along for KD to win one. Sure, so, and that's what and, would and make that, it all the more dramatic. But it was the winning of the championship that solidified the move. Like. The feelings about LeBron going there were one thing, but then when he starts switching up coaches and and Kyrie and him weren't on the same page and Kevin Love wasn't shooting as well and there was confusion, the look didn't look so or the move didn't look so smart. Then he won and it solidified it. I'm saying we got another two years to see if KD's new home is going to be even worth the move. Yeah, well, that's what happens sometimes. You got to wait. That's how it works. Okay. Like you, you know, you can't can't rush the sauce, but. I'm looking forward to it because I think everyone is tired of this Golden State situation. Mm-hmm. Everyone has loved watching Golden State play without KD. They yeah. love this brand of basketball again, mm-hmm. which is only adding to the narrative of him leaving. I just think that the parallels of LeBron, the LeBron to Miami, back to Cleveland, and KD to Golden State to New York, the, the narratives are so similar, and it would be it would be awesome to see that play out the same way in. KD bringing a championship that's to a, New York. That's if KD went to the Washington Wizards. 
That's him going home. You want to see I, that? I, I, no, I understand. Okay. I understand. I Katie is not from New York. I know. Okay? There's, I know there's a difference, but I'm saying there is an actual team in his hometown that needs some helping and saving. No, nobody wants that. Don't You're even talk about, about that? it. Stop. Okay. No, it's cool. not happening. Nobody wants that. All right. What's next? <laughs> Jeremy does. Ever since Magic Johnson went on the press tour, poo-pooing on Rob Palenka and the dysfunction surrounding the Lakers, current and former Lakers staffers jumped to the chance to tell the world how bad it is working for the Lakers. Joy, the dysfunction surrounding the Lakers can't get any worse. Quit it or quit it. Oh, I mean, quit it. Anything can get worse. No, this, everyone okay. is, everyone sounded off. We've heard the janitor's testimony. Like, we get it. It's been bad. It's been Anything bad for years. Anything can get worse. Okay. I, don't ever underestimate the, the Lakers. All right, I'm done doing that. Especially in Hollywood. Here, I agree with you. I didn't learn anything in this report except for the fact that Rob Palinka makes up stories about dinners that never happens with people that are no longer with us. Rest in peace, Heath Ledger. I don't even know what. I honestly, I don't even want to like get into that right now. But the, I didn't learn anything. All right, we knew that this report was coming. Actually, yeah. like we've known this for months that this report was coming. So this should shock no one. This yeah. is part of the reason why Magic left. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I still don't blame Magic for leaving or blame Magic for saying everything he needed to say. Magic had to do that. He was getting railroaded, and the the only thing that I take from this is. Okay, this is great. Like everything happens and it's bad. It's a bad environment. Who's so everyone's gone, right? No, Palinka is still there. Now I'm not suggesting that someone should get fired or lose their job. I'm right. just saying, what did I learn here? That you're continuing to run a dysfunctional franchise? Here's here's what it is. Yeah. A good organization in sports has one discussion in the news. The actual team and the coach. Mm-hmm. But the team and the coach. Coaches. There is no conversation about the front office. There is no conversation about the owner. Mm-mm. Now, that's not to say the owners aren't visible. They're billionaires. So you tend to notice them. Okay, right. They go places and do things All right, in high-profile ways. Right. So it's fine to know who the owner is. But to have conversations about the owner or conversations about the front office means your organization is not functioning well. Because mm. that is not what we come to see. No one comes to see the owner. Nobody. No one. Maybe no. one or two weirdos, which you should be concerned about. Yes. Everyone else is there to see the product on the court or the field. Mm-hmm. When you look at organizations that are well run, let's take the Spurs, for example. Okay. Who do we talk about? We talk about the team and we talk about Greg Popovich. No, granted, Greg Popovich is a part of the front office, mm-hmm. but we don't discuss mm-hmm. his front office moves. We discuss him as a coach. Right, right. We never talk about R.C. Buford. Why would we need to? He's yeah. not out there. Mm-mm. Do even we don't never talk about the owner of the Spurs. Ever. No. You don't need to do it. Think about Golden State. Do we talk about Bob Myers? The only reason we talk about Bob Myers is saying that he's been doing a good job. Do we talk about Lacob? No. We just say he's a good owner. That's I, it. We I, don't discuss them. We talk about the product on the court. All we talk about with the Lakers is Genie Bus and the front office dysfunction. We don't we when was the last time we actually had a conversation about what they're doing? On the court, uh, or what they should be doing on the, the court. The last injury that made that pushed them out of the playoffs. How long ago was that? Yeah, long, trade long deadline. Time. Long time. Since then, it's been nothing but the front office. Yeah. This is a bad situation. The only way to fix this is to hire someone to run the team. And it's just like Bonnie Jill said, this has been going on forever. The only difference is now we know all about it because Magic Johnson can afford to quit his job as president mm-hmm. of the Lakers and then talk about it because he doesn't need another job as president of an NBA team. 
Well, this I, stuff goes on at lots of different organizations yeah. to this level. The difference is people can't afford to talk about it because they need to either keep that job or they want to get a job in the future. And they know that burning bridges is not going to allow them to do that because you want to keep stuff in-house. This is a disaster. There's no way the Lakers can overcome this. If you're a free agent, there is no reason you would want to come to the Lakers. This is not this is not a proper working environment. It may not be a proper working environment, but you're underestimating the egos of star athletes, superstar athletes in the NBA who think that their presence brings stability to whatever franchise they're at, they're at because winning, their presence brings winning to a franchise. So, I hear you, but this is the perfect opportunity for someone to throw the red cape on and be like, you know what, I'm going to save the Lakers. This is a quick way to change your entire legacy in two short years. If you're a, a player who can do so. You can come to the Lakers. You're not going to overcome the Lakers. I hear you, and you're probably right. But you can't overcome this level of dysfunction. When you have two dozen people in the organization talking about how bad it is, it's bad. That's just facts. Yeah, yeah. There's no way around this. I, I'm disappointed that it hasn't been fixed yet, but I mean, as the basketball turns, I suppose, because this is not changing. Who is there to hire? There's Rob Palenka... Is the there one is making someone decisions. appropriate out there to hire to run an NBA franchise. Someone out there has experience. I don't know who it is. Hire someone away from another team, pay some money, and make it happen. But you need somebody who has run an NBA franchise before who can set a culture and fix this disaster. It's not fixable the way it is set, currently set up. No. We're, we're just going to keep riding out like this? I prefer it. It gives me content every week. No, I... I'm fine with it. The Lakers are... I'm saying that Jeannie Buss and Rob Plinker aren't hiring anyone because that would be them giving away their power, and they seem to like that very much. So, so people uh, with power tend to like to keep their power. Okay. Uh, it, I mean, that's that's how it goes. We gotta win. Some get some get some winners in the round, and and the winning will solve all. Okay. Hear ye, hear ye. What? Baker Mayfield is being petty. Mm. Okay, so we've got a lot to cover here. Let's All right, do it. so Baker did an interview with Complex, and he had a very, uh, very fiery quote for my co-host Colin Cowherd. Mm. Um, as you know, Colin and Baker have a love-hate relationship. Yes. Yeah. And uh, just, just to make it clear, uh, mm. Colin does not take this seriously. So at all. Um, he, we do a serious show. Mm-hmm. Like you know, we do the herd from noon to three on right. FS1 weekdays. Um, but he doesn't hate Baker Mayfield because he doesn't hate anybody. This is what we do. We talk about sports and give our opinions. Yes. And athletes are the people that play sports, so therefore we discuss athletes from time to time. Opinions on them. Right. Yeah. Um, so no one is, no one has a vendetta against Baker Mayfield. Colin's not trying to ruin his career or make up salacious stories no. or about Odell Beckham either. No. Everything that we discuss is actually based off of things that happened. He's only 26 years old, Joy. Well, you, you also <laughs> once did you did have a vendetta against Cleveland, being from Pittsburgh. I'll just say that for did. you. Did. Okay, thank you. Anyway, the point is, Baker said to Complex, you know, uh, he was asked about the, the feud with Colin. Mm-hmm. He said, you know, there's people like that who are really abusing their position, abusing a platform to a point where people are going to listen to it. He's supposed to bring out facts, but he chooses to put out irrational opinions. People can say what they want. They can say, I'm really not supposed to comment on this, but a liar is a liar, and a guy is really 
just full of it needs to be put in his place. I'll be the first one to tell you I'm not always right. I know my flaws and I'd love for people to correct me so I get better. He's a guy who thinks he's always right. He throws people's names under the bus. He can say what he wants about me. But as soon as he starts talking about my teammates, that's when I have a problem. Baker, on Monday afternoons during the show, we do it every Monday. It's called Colin was right, Colin was wrong. Yes. Colin was right. Yeah. Say it with me. Calm was wrong. We do it every Monday. So literally, he does say if he's wrong. Yeah. Literally. Just got to wait for a week. Just got to watch. You know, yeah. every Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, and then throughout the week, if something changes, we talk about it. Yeah. So literally, no. Now, here's the thing about Baker. All right. And he, they got into it with Colin like a couple weeks ago. Colin and I did the bit. We talked about it last week where we listed all of Odell's biggest moments. Right. Only really one of them was on the field, aside from the Josh Norman uh, spat. Yeah. Um, one was the catch, which obviously was a loss to the Cowboys. Anyway, the point is, he, Baker and Odell went back and forth with him about that. Here's the thing. I said from the beginning of Baker's career that Baker should be starting for the Browns. Yes. I thought they put him in a horrible position, keeping Hugh Jackson there. Not anything against Hugh Jackson, but it was not the right situation. Clearly, I was right about that. Mm -hmm. Clearly, they should have started him. He's turned the franchise around from winning no games to going 7-8-1, which is tremendous. They have incredible expectations this year. They've added a ton of talent, including Odell. No one is rooting for Cleveland to fail. All we're saying is, can you calm down for five seconds? Cleveland has been terrible for decades. That's not how this works. Enjoy the process of growth. It's beautiful. It's experience. It's life. Relish in the ups and downs and the carousel. Mm. And look at the colors and enjoy this beautiful environment that you have to create a culture. Relax. It's going to be okay. This is Colin's job. Give opinions. That's what he gets paid to do. He's pretty good at it. He's been doing it for a very long time. He is good. He's pretty successful. And he doesn't do it by making stuff up. Everything we talked about with Odell actually happens. Odell is an incredible talent. Everyone wants Odell to be good. Everyone. Nobody wants Odell to fail. Yeah, yeah. Nobody wants Odell to fail. Except Mm-mm. for maybe the Giants, which no one cares about right now. Yeah, no, no one. one cares about now. Trust me. Nobody. Okay? Dang, it's all facts. I like this take. I, I like was... using facts. Hello? I didn't know where you was going to go with this take, but it's all factual. I haven't had to shake my head once in disagreement. Because I'm keeping it 100. And also, <laughs> Baker decided he's going to start selling anti-Colin shirts. Now, this is where I come in. Yes. So, <laughs> I, I I cannot be questioned with, with my support of Baker. It's unquestioned. No. Um, so, anyone from Cleveland who wants to come at me with that, do your research. I don't have time for yeah. it. But, these shirts are wonderful and they must be collected. First of all, they're $30. So I, I'm wondering if some of this, some of these dollars are going to charity would make me feel better about it. Right. Um, Colin's never going to purchase some, so I'm going to wait and see if he gets them first. You know, save the dollars. But I really want to know what the shirts say. Is. The shirts say, yeah, it's a good, it's a good fabric. Like we need a soft. Because see, like this t-shirt is not the best fabric. Like, it's a good shirt. Right. But it's not the comfy kind. Yes. You know? It's like just the regular cotton. Right. But like right now, like. At the weight I'm at, I'm looking for more starchy shirts to like hide imperfections versus like the softer ones that just kind of just cling, lay on you. They cling. Yeah, they just kind of show what your body is they like. They don't hit the skin it. the same. Right. There's a difference. Right. You just gotta look, look. Know what you're looking for. You know what you need. What's that? You gotta get. You gotta do the hack. You know, because I'm short. You know, so I do the high waisted. Just, just a tiny bit uh, of the waist. Just a little. Yeah. Kinda, you know, just, a, just. You gotta be afraid to go to the ladies sometimes. Yeah, but I, I got the. They had it figured out. Yeah, going going over. Everybody in the '80s had a small waist because all of the pants were high. Okay. They yeah. were onto something. Yeah. Anyway, the point is, don't know how we got on that. The shirts I yeah. say. I, I was about to go farther. <laughs> the shirts say, <laughs> the land versus the herd. 
Being a member of the herd, yes. that is a shirt made for me. Because <laughs> for those of you who don't know, I'm born and raised in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and we run Cleveland. And I always get pushed back on this from people from Cleveland, and I have to remind you, we do. Uh, yes, you have the basketball team. That's fine. We can claim whoever we want, which is great. I choose, chose the game, the Chicago Bulls. Good decision for me. Worked out well in my childhood. And I'm not jealous <laughs> of, the, of anyone from Cleveland in that regard whatsoever. Oh. Um, we, uh, we, we had the hockey team, which is a, a tremendous, tremendous organization. And we don't need to discuss football because we dominate. Absolutely dominate. You have. Got Traditionally, co- yeah. you have. Got us in college football, but that's kind of all of Ohio. So I, you don't really get to like Cleveland yes. don't really get to claim Ohio State. Mm, that's not how that no, works. It's like no, all no, of Ohio. No. Yeah. You know? So anyway, Cleveland the State. point is, um, I have had beef with Cleveland my entire life since birth. So I, I, I don't need to pretend like this is about Baker because I've fully supported Baker. I want to be very clear. I've got a lot of respect for Browns fans because you guys know how to suffer. Mm. And as a, as a Dolphins fan, I can relate. Yeah, respect it. This seems like an additional suffering because they've – in trying to make a t-shirt that is rallying against your show, they've elevated the herd to being on the same level yeah. as an entire city. Well, Number one show in, in Cleveland. I mean, we are. Yeah. I mean, how can, right, you, how can you argue against what you just said? I'm not, but it seems weird for them to try to diss you by arguing that point. Well, you know, if you don't have any haters, you're not popping. Amen. So. I, I, mean, I, 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 I need some more, too. Get your haters up. If you just pay attention you. to that concept, then you can, you can figure out how this works. Um, I, I can't quite figure out. There's, there's I go through ways with Baker. If I, sometimes I feel like this is he's in on it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And yes. then sometimes I'm like, ah, that, 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 The shirt is good, and I believe we purchased some, and it's it's just funny. It's really it's really amazing. They're uh, remarkably underwhelming, but um, the name of the <laughs> of the show is on it, so yeah, I mean, purchase them. I mean, the, the, and the and the idea that everyone hates Cleveland is the funniest thing in the world to me because I believe it started with the Cavs. It was like the yeah. land versus everyone. Yeah. No. 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 Don't care. No. 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 Who? What? No. Everyone wanted Cleveland to win. Everyone. Do you remember the whole thing I mentioned oh, earlier? Yeah. Like I'm going home. Like no, 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 no. You don't get to steal that. All right. The, everyone hated Miami. Trust me, I lived it. Everyone hated Miami. <laughs> okay. There's a very notorious picture. I believe it's in uh, uh, a Sports Nation poll where they did like who wants the Heat to win, and it was like literally the entire world was the other color <laughs> except for Florida. Everyone, everyone Which finals? was re- re- all of them. Everyone <laughs> hated Miami. Okay, the, you know, it, well, you're knocking stuff over with your uh, crown. Um, anyway, the Balling. point is no, and I love it. And everyone just needs to realize this is not. It's not really that deep. Like, it's really ah, good what is going on? All right, we're done. Are you serious? It's time for Hockey Loki. Hockey Loki. That's good. That was, we got Cam. What did I do? I said hot. Well, how did I do it before? I, I like that. That's what it Maybe is. I should be like Hockey Loki. Maybe you do the high one and I do, or we flip it. I do the high one, you do the low one. Hockey Loki. We'll see that. It's really that bad. We'll, we'll see like how it? that works. Is it better? Get right. closer. We're working on it. Yeah. Um, all right. So, high key, Drake is the star of the playoffs. Man. And Loki, we need to make some rules. 
facts. Got to make facts. some rules. Big okay, facts. so I love this. All right, I love that Drake is on is is everywhere mm-hmm. for Toronto. Um, the, the, the Raptors have been just fun. The Raptors have been fun all okay, playoffs. Slow down. Slow down. Uh, no, slow I'm not gonna slow. Down. I'm not gonna slow. They lost the first two games of the, of the Eastern. Yeah, thank you. Made it interesting. Oh, okay, okay, that was fun. okay. Okay, continue. I'm sorry. Giannis got some shine, you know, MVP. (laughs) Anyway, um, Drake's been out here and he's upsetting people. Mm -hmm. He upset the Bucks uh, coach, which just after look, I know this was a while ago. All right, bye 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 Bucks. But like after a loss, are you really talking about Drake? Uh, The answer is I don't want to talk about Drake. Let's focus on what's going on. Okay, that that is fair. Like there's just certain situations where you just don't answer the question. But it's Drake though. Like you can't not answer questions. No, no, you can be like I. I'm not paying attention to Drake because I'm paying attention to us losing. That's fair. Yeah. You know what I mean? But the more they lose, the bigger Drake gets in a way. Yes. Yeah. Well, we've, we've already talked about Toronto and, and they're, they're out here and Drake mm-hmm. is out here and the finals are going to be so fun and the energy in that building is going to be crazy and I can't even imagine what we're going to see from Drake, but. but there's been a lot of talk about Drake's fandom, which I'm fine with. I do not like being the fan police. Um, I do not want to be the popo under any circumstances. And there's a curse I, around his fandom, right? Because he bounces from team to team. I know, but I'm, it's like, much it's, like the Justin Bieber curse, which we don't talk about anymore because he has stopped doing that. Oh, with the ladies. No. no. <laughs> anyway, the point is the one shot team. I don't have a problem. Like he's he's notoriously a Kentucky fan. Yes. Um, but he does have uh, Katie's number and Steph's number yep. tattooed on tattooed his. Tattooed on him. On his arm? Yep. He's he's a bunch yep. of bars about the Warriors. Yep. In so maybe he'll Oakland. wear a Raptors shirt or something, but underneath said shirt, he'll be tatted with Durant and Curry's right. numbers. So it's, it's, it's strange. But I will say, <laughs> he is stuck with the Raptors now. That's a thing. He's, he's from Toronto. He's from Toronto. He is out here with the Raptors. There will be no switching of the teams for Drake when it comes to the NBA. I'm I'm looking his, for his name is on the practice facility. No, no, he's clearly been huh? in yeah. the studio around well, these times man. of being in the games. Like he's when that Kawhi hit that shot, he said, "I might use this uh, image for a single." Like Drake is going to make some music from this, and that's what I'm oh, interested in. Of course, in. You know what I'm saying? the song Drake. We're like, waiting. The we Bucks, need this. We need the song before the final. That's starts. what I'm saying. Yes, and the Bucks have already banned Drake music from being played in the in the arena. What the I love that. Like, you, gotta, you gotta draw a line somewhere. That They're setting rules. They're like, you know what? No more of this stuff. Yeah. No nonstop. You know what? Good for you, no Bucks. Fe- and the feelings. Uh, a little too late for no that. No hotline yeah. bling. How that works? And it's going to limit your song selection tremendously. <laughs> yeah, I tremendously. think the Warriors probably still play yeah. Drake. Uh, yeah. Ask the Seahawks well, about future music. Um. The, oh. So anyway, <laughs> the point is, I think, and and he did a little a little rubbing of the shoulders yes, on Nick yes, Nurse, which yeah. I thought was hilarious. He knew he wasn't supposed to do it too. He did real quick. He was like, oh my bad, my bad, my bad. He damn near said sorry while he's doing it. My bad. I loved it. Um, and I know that you're supposed to stay in your seat, and it probably really sucks for the people that sit behind him because he's standing oh, up the yeah. whole time. It's everywhere. But you just have to deal with it, and it's it's great. And it's made the it's made the playoffs way more interesting and Stick fun. Stick one team, though, Drake. Well, for the NBA, we're gonna have, it's, there's a circle around it, yeah. and then Toronto's inside. And that's that's the thing now. Okay. That's how it's going to stay. Right. You can root for other people. But you got to the fan. The team. The team is the, is the Raptors. That's your team. All right. So high key, uh, New Orleans is New Orleans. is on the map, mm-hmm. and uh, and I'm here for it. So Master P and Romeo offered Zion uh. a twenty million dollars shoe deal with uh, Moniati. 
Uh, I mean, are you looking for me to correct it? Yes. Uh, and won't. a role in their sequel to their movie, I Got the Hookup too. Woo! Now, now we, okay, now. Now we, love, now we talking. We, we love Pete. Now we're talking about Greece. Pete is an OG in the basketball game. Yes. In the hoop world. Yes. So, now is out here. You know, I saw the story, and uh, I, I got to tell you, I don't, it's, I think what? I'm coming. I, so, all right. So, I was with everyone on the initial reaction to the Pelicans winning the number one overall pick, what which the... was, how does this happen? Right. We've done so much yes, to just, you know. What, ju- what just happened? Right. Like, the it basketball gods fast. have decided yeah. that we we don't deserve the, the we don't deserve Zion to the Knicks. And I blame James Dolan for that. But. Ping pong balls. Whatever. I love New Orleans mm-hmm. as a city. And I love the flavor. And I love the culture. <laughs> And yeah, I mean, hello. no, no, it makes this sense. The best I tasted it when you said it. The sense, the sounds, they come yeah. to you. Yeah, beignets. Uh, forget it. Yeah. Um, gonna gonna definitely need a dietitian there. Yeah, yeah, because he. However, when you move to a new place, get some new foods, yes. new cuisines, it, it, it sacks on you fast. Yeah. I gotta say, I'm kind of. I think I'm kind of coming. I think I'm kind of coming around to How? it. I just think there's just an opportunity for a culture explosion there, oh, and I'm really explosion. here yeah. for it. I know, but that's the thing, though. Like, the more if we talk about it that way, then we're addressing the fact that Anthony Davis just wasn't that right, years ago. right, and he just wasn't, and that's okay. And he isn't everybody, now. everybody, and he's not, and everybody no. has different personality, and we know that Zion is incredibly just—he's magnetic mm-hmm. and he's full of energy, and he just plays with this happiness, and, and people are drawn to, to him. <laughs> The point, is, the point is, I really feel like if we if we just change our mindset on the Pelicans in general, they have a new G- GM. David Griffin is a good GM, right? They Kirk have told us. they Kirk. have the opportunities to make some trades and get yeah. some fun young players. I mean, could you imagine if they? I know they're not going to trade with the Lakers, but they might. And if they did, uh, like if they have Lonzo joy. and Kuzma and Zion, yeah. that's a fun team. No, it. You're trying to convince yourself while talking to me about it. That's what I'm laughing at. All right. Well, here let me put you and this I way. Hear, okay? I'm, I'm it is inevitable you. in your life that you yeah. now have to watch Pelican games. So you have one or two options. You can That's be so sad true. about it and sit in a corner and suck on your thumb. Or you can have a positive attitude about it. And, and Master P, thank you very much. Yes. You have reminded me that there is a lot of culture and fun in New Orleans. Yes. And linings. this could be a a, a new a new venture for the NBA. A re a rebirth, no limit soldiers being rebirthed through Zion Williamson. I can get behind. I'm behind it. Old plated tank. In we the, didn't go ceilings was just a figment of our imagination before Master P. Like that was. I'm here for it. It's, yeah. it's a possibility. Yeah. And I think it's Elevators gonna happen. And I like it. All right. Finally, high key. The WNBA tipped off, and low key, our girl Jordan Canada. Had herself a game. Mm. 16 points, 6 assists, and 3 steals. Now, what's interesting about uh, the Storm this year, we obviously know Brianna Stewart is out, unfortunately, with her injury, having to play overseas. Uh, Sue Bird had knee surgery, so she's out indefinitely as well. Mm. So, wide open for our girl girl Jordan in Seattle with the Storm. Um, So, watch the WNBA, and they have a new president now. Yes. Which is a a new commissioner. Mm -hmm. So, she's the first actual commissioner of the WNBA. So, we have high expectations for you. And, um, you know, we need to get that back on track. She was uh, coached by Muffin McGraw, Notre Dame's women's coach back in the day. And then she coached at Lehigh. So, the new commissioner. So, I'm saying, like, yeah. Oh, that's fine. I didn't know that. Yeah, just just, just, just optimism. Optimism leaking all around Yeah, see? You know what I mean? Positive today. Yeah, of course. Positive about New Orleans. Mm, I can't say it right. How do you say it? New Orleans. New Orleans. Yeah, I keep saying, I I lose a new. 
Nolans. You gotta, you gotta see when you, when you say words, you think about how they're spelled. I think, and I just think about how I heard people say it. You know what I'm saying? Lose the power rankings. Lose the power rankings. These are the losers. Lose of the week. Very good. I didn't move any of my hands, so I yeah. had energy for the for the focus. Yeah. Um, so LeBron's on the finals, as we know, and uh, there have there have been some ratings dips because of that. Adam Silver said the ratings have gone down, mostly because LeBron is not in the East. Mm-hmm. Um, now, of course. They don't get any ratings from the Raptors, uh, being that it's a different country. Right. And the Bucks have uh, the smallest TV market in the East. So they could have played a part in it as well. Now, why do we care about ratings? You don't care about ratings. But it is something to the effect of LeBron James and him not being in the East and Absolutely. not being in the finals. Absolutely. Which I kind of wanted to mention because I do feel like this has been an opportunity for all of us to focus on the rest of the NBA. It and has. we've been talking all about the Lakers front office and not about LeBron James and you know the team that's going to actually play. Yes. I think LeBron is going to have a year for the reckoning. I think he's going to come back. At now, I don't think that's going to necessarily mean that they're going to win a championship because he still needs okay. help. Okay. I think they'll make the playoffs and in a respectable fashion. Okay. And I think they'll make some, you know, a few sounds. But why do you think the, why do you think why do you think LeBron's Geared up for reckoning. Because I think that LeBron has reached a point in his career where he decided he wasn't going to be involved in the front office moves. Either mm-hmm. he, he wasn't able to be involved in the front office moves right. or he chose not to be involved in the front office moves. And now it's a complete disaster over there. And he's clearly distanced himself from it, which is smart. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't give him Ty Lue, which they should have done. And we can go on and on. But I think that he's he's had his first major injury. LeBron takes excellent care of his body, as we know. Yep. So I think he's going to come back in, in incredible shape, in the right shape that he needs to be in at this point in his career. Mm-hmm. And I think he's going to dominate. Now, I still think that KD is the best player in the NBA. But this whole, like, dropping of LeBron, like, just, just I know everyone's been waiting for this right. demise because that's what we do. We build him up, break him down. Yeah. I don't, but it's a thing that, you know, people like to do. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. LeBron has been indestructible for a very long time. He's been Mr. Dependable, showing up all the playoff games. The injury bug finally caught up to him. I thought LeBron was the greatest because he was just always there and present and made it to the finals. Injury caught up to him. I'm recognizing LeBron as a human. I see that. But I also know the monster inside of him, and he's going to click. His first time ever he's got a chance to around this time of the year be sitting around with Chris Paul and Russell Westbrook smoking cigars listening to Nipsey Hustle. Yeah. Just cigar, hang out in the backyard. The cigar thing is not great, but Well yeah yeah. I, yeah. Listen, I, I love I love a good cigar, but yeah. not good for the lungs. I'm a, Michael Jordan, one, the real goat, did a lot worse. Yeah he did. He yeah, was also built he was also built like that. Oh okay. LeBron, LeBron we just talked about LeBron don't don't, don't don't do that. Don't, that's not right now. Okay. Anyways, yes. Uh, I agree with you. All right. LeBron's great. Next is the NBA MVP, which Heller uh, so eloquently dubbed yesterday the Miss Congeniality Award yes. of the NBA. Shout out to Sandra Bullock. Uh, Shout out to Sandra Bullock. You know, I was thinking about Sandra Bullock the other day. What a nice lady. Uh, are we going to Sandra Bullock and huh? and the, the woman female counterpart to, to that? Regina King? And Regina, Regina King. King. Regina King is the GOAT of Miss Congeniality. I love Regina King. I'm just saying, don't leave out Regina King. 
when you're talking about miscongeniality. You made that very weird. The point is, um, shout out a white lady, man. That, that's, that's what I was not, trying to say. Nothing, I'm not shouting out Sandra Bullock because she's white. I'm I shouting out Sandra Bullock because she's a star of miscongeniality. And I say Regina Hall is. Regina King. Who is Regina Hall? Both of them. Anything they in, they're great. <laughs> <laughs> Don't see little. Was Regina King in the first Miss Congeniality? Yes, of course she was. Was she? No. No. <laughs> Who was it? She You're shouting out Miss Congeniality too. Uh, Not one. That proves I'm a boy. It proves a lot of things, but yes, mostly that. Okay. Anyway, shout out Sandra Bullock and Regina King. So shout out Miss Congeniality and Miss Congeniality too. Hey. More importantly, uh, the MVP award has become just kind of not really that relevant. And I was trying to figure out. I said yesterday that the MVP award kind of took on this new role yes. of weirdness mm-hmm. and, and and kind of dropped a little bit in the prestige of it with. Uh, Russell Westbrook, mm-hmm. but I, I want to go back a little bit further. I think it was Steph's second MVP. The unanimous joint. Was that the one when the players voted in the weird players award to give James Harden the MVP? Was that the year? Do you remember when that happened? Well, remember the that? players were different than the actual votes? Yes. Do you remember the, pl- the players awards? It was like the very first players awards and it was like they randomly voted for James Harden to be the MVP and it was like felt like the beginning of this Steph haterade. I believe the hell out of you, but I don't, it doesn't record. None of this is, no. <laughs> this is no. ringing a bell. Mm-mm. Well, I think that's when it really happened. But the point of the matter is, is everyone gets in, in their feelings about the NBA MVP. Mm-hmm. This year has been kind of the first year where it's not been heavily discussed over and over and over from the right. trade deadline on. And I think it's because just... People are winning it and either not making the finals or not not winning the finals. Steph was the last one to make and win the finals while winning the regular season MVP, and that was the 2014-2015 season. Mm. In the last 20, only five of the regular season MVPs have made it to the finals and won. Five of the last 20. So that means it's really, really what I've been saying the whole time, a regular season award. But who's the five? LeBron twice, Steph twice. Um, oh, I'm sorry. LeBron twice, Steph once, Tim Duncan, and, Sha- and, Sha- and uh, Shaq. Mm. Those are, in yeah. 2000. Those are all timers. Yeah, yeah, but that's my point. Like, mm-hmm. it's a regular season award, and that and it, and it has dropped in the level of prestige because of how much consistently the regular season MVP is not turning into postseason success. <sighs> yeah, I, I'd argue it's losing its prestige because the people winning it aren't the people that are the most fun to watch play basketball. Well, I don't know about that. I just think, like, Steph's fun to watch play basketball. James Harden was clearly deserved MVP. Westbrook had averaged a triple-double. I think it's more along the lines of people expect you to win the MVP and then go and win the win a championship. Yeah. And when that doesn't translate, it's like, well, you shouldn't have won MVP. Well, yeah, you should have won MVP because you were amazing during the regular season. Yeah. And that's fine. But it just it just doesn't translate. And, like, that's, that's really what people need to focus on. Also, I think there's become more of a discussion of, well, should we call it the MVP? MVP because if you are the most valuable player mm-hmm. on your like in the league, is that actually true? And then you get caught up in the word value. I just think it's just 
regular season MVP. Just yeah. maybe people just need to start calling it regular season MVP. Even though we know it's the regular season, it might help people to absorb it better. Do you think they would it would help if they didn't wait until the end of the playoffs yes. to give the I award? Also wish they would like stop they already doing voted yeah. long ago. I so also, we can release it. We could have a party now if you want after the finals sure. if you want, but yeah. it would probably help to give it after the regular season. I, I also agree with that. I know they want to do it during the awards, mm-hmm. but I f- I'm fully with you. Just say it right as soon as the season's over. You don't have to do all the other ones yeah, like right. play, defensive it, player of the year, whatever. Like, that might make a storyline for you in the playoffs too. Right. So. Well, because now when that Giannis is going to end up winning it, which I hope he does, the, the yeah. The stink, the stink on it now. It t- well, it's not stink on it, but it just takes a little bit of the juice out of it because it's yeah. like you know you lost in Game Six to Toronto. You know what I mean? It just doesn't it doesn't have that feeling anymore. So yeah. I'm with you. I think it should announce it right after the season's over. All right, and finally in loser power rankings, Rob Palinka. So in the very long, very extensive report of stuff that we mostly knew about the Lakers mm-hmm. dysfunction, one thing we didn't know was that Rob Palinka during one of their genius series or something, yes. whatever they call it. Genius TED Talk series. Yeah, the Lakers do with the players. What's it called? It was their I grabbed the mic. Um, yeah, Genius Talk series where okay. so the, Rock right. was there. the Rock was there. The Rock there. was there. The Rock was there. Um, yeah, Polinka added his little story. Yeah, so he he told a story about mm-hmm. Kobe, um, basically saying that Kobe was inspired by uh, the, the Dark, Dark Knight, Knight. Yes. and he had dinner with Heath Ledger, um, and then he went and used some of the notes that he got from Heath Ledger to play no. a game. <laughs> Uh, the Dark Knight came out. They were going to play the, the Knicks in the Madison Square Garden. Kobe had just seen Dark Knight. Hit up Rob Plink like, hey, give me a dinner with Heath Ledger. They met, and then whatever he learned from Heath Ledger in the dinner, he applied to that game That's versus the Knicks. literally what I just said, except for the Rob Palenka phone call. So anyway, the, nah. po- the point is, this did not happen because, unfortunately, rest in peace, Heath Ledger, Great, one of the greatest villains of all time, of playing the Joker, had already passed away. So this did we not happen. The, how it? He's clearly lying, but we don't know about what. Here's my thing, though. Did he? Did he miss? We don't know about what. Did he misremember? Like, I, this is what I don't understand. How do you tell a story like that and it and it be anything other than like just pure insanity? Because it does not, not one no, part of it makes there's sense. there's hella details and variables that are not Like, did he just clear. say, did he have dinner with someone from the Dark Knight and it wasn't Heath Ledger? Like, did he have dinner with Christian Bale and he thought it was Heath Ledger? Is it the wrong movie? Or is he just completely making this there's a mix of multiple, multiple here's things. my issue though forget rob palenka making up a, a, a completely untrue story all right not factual story i can't say okay that. i don't know in the way that the story is currently assembled yes. not factual okay True. now yes. maybe there's a different version of this which i'm assuming we're gonna get yeah my issue is don't tarnish the golden mamba <laughs> ha- the one person who has remained unscathed throughout this laker <laughs> Disaster is Kobe. Doesn't Kobe is car. Kobe is the one person okay. who is not constantly being dragged into the situation, and now Kobe's He's in not, it too. That's the issue. I think he should be dragged into the situation a little bit, and it's not his fault that his agent lied about some meeting that Kobe it's, probably did. What ask. do you mean? Kobe, Kobe is the huh? one person responsible for Palinka being there. I know that's the problem. <laughs> you don't see Kobe isn't at fault there. The one reason Rob Palinka is running Lakers is Kobe Bryant. Kobe's not at fault. I mean. I'm not blaming Kobe for this. Okay. I'm not. All right. What's in the Migos Culture Report this week? Despite mixed reviews, Disney's newest live-action remake, Aladdin, made over $207 million globally at the box office. Aladdin is now Will Smith's second biggest opening box office movie ever. Can you guess number one? 
It's not gonna be one that you think it is. Um, I think popularity. That movie. Mm, I know um, you got. You said I know you thinking though. Suicide Squad. Yes, yes. When you said that movie, I knew you had it. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Uh, the, I did not see it opening weekend, but I will see it because I support Will Smith and diversity in films and all that good stuff. But I'd be lying if I didn't say it looks like a bunch of people dressed up in Disney characters outfits running around in front of green screens joy you saw the newest aladdin did it compare how did it compare to the 1992 version um you're right about that it is a bunch of people in disney costumes <laughs> it looks like around disney in, on ice on film um kind of a little bit yeah it's crazy. And if you've never been to disney on ice wonderful experience yes it's fun but everything disney does is wonderful yeah so anyway the point is it does not fully compare to the 1992 version. Granted, I was five, so everything okay, but is. You've seen it since. Amazing when you're five. Yeah, I have seen fair. it since. Yes, yes. Um, we we discussed uh, in length the the cartoon version of uh, Aladdin. We've been talking a lot about cartoons lately in our yeah. breaks. It's getting weird, <laughs> but the point is, I, it was good. It was good. It's so you saw Beauty and the Beast, right? The live action one? Yes. Hell no. What? I saw what? I saw Jungle Book. Don't come me. Okay, I didn't see Beauty and the Beast, and now I'm I'm I'm. What? What? What does that make me? <laughs> All right, Beauty and the Beast was excellent, okay. um, and it's kind of like I, I, we have to find a rating system. All right, because we're always talking about shows, yes. and we're always talking about movies. I think we should put a crazy filter on the Rotten Tomatoes numbers. It's like take whatever they say it is, and then we put a filter on it. Like, put, our, like, our, like our crazy our version, crazy filter like how on crazy it. is it? Yeah, like well, like, like crazy good or crazy stank. Yeah, like cra- right, crazy. Like, like we gotta figure it out. How Crazy, we, no. we'll give us suggestions for yeah, how we should, yeah, yeah. We should rate it. Yeah, we gotta yeah. Um, movie suggestions. Right. So movie rating suggestions. What, okay, so what let's get on the same page of what the best movie of all time is. Like if we have to decide. Lion King. Okay. Remember Titans. No, 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 no. Well, Lion King is good. Everyone loves Lion okay. King. Yes. All right. Lion King is a ten out of ten to everyone in the world. All right. Yes. Or hundred percent crazy, whatever yeah. it is. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. So Lion King, it's like uh it's like seventy percent of Lion King. So watchable. Good. Yeah. Will no. Smith is by far the star. By oh, far the star. That's good. Although the actress in it, who I don't have her name at the moment, um, was amazing as well. Okay, good, good, uh, good. It's mostly the same story. There are some shifts and changes that are very progressive, but I, I, I liked it. What? The, we, we went with Belle and EJ. Their responses were not as positive. <laughs> EJ was ready to go. Granted, he does not like anything girly, so he was not into it. Yes, yeah, um, And it felt like it was a little long for Bella. So, but we, oh, and and Earl had no time for it. He was just there because I wanted to go, and right. we, we need to take the kids it's to the movie. Two plus hours, right? Um, but Armani loved it. Okay, okay. Armani is responsible for High Key Loki. He's watching so the he art cool, of the thing cool, and like cool the. He's not, he's not yes. going to come with like a. He's not looking for like a negative hot take. He's like, you know, that was worth my time. Yes, right that, now. Is, yes. that is. Yes, so yes. Like and he, general audience. He enjoyed member. it. It's a good love story. Uh, Will Smith does. Will Smith does a great job in it. Lots of fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, DJ Khaled, Will Smith mo- uh, song at the end of it. Spoiler alert. Oh, so, okay. So you get that at the end of, at the end of the the movie. Right. You want that, Jeremy? <laughs> you do not want that. Do not want that. Well, I try to put spin on it. Um, yeah. Got to be a Stevie well, Wonder sample that. on that. Yeah. The was the music like with the song? Did the songs hit the same way? Um, the song no. The, okay, so uh, a whole new world does. Yeah, all right, but because it's a scene and just like it's the magic carpet, it, it hits the same way. 
Um, Will Smith has a different version on Prince Ali, which I very much enjoyed. Okay. Um, very catchy. The other songs, Fabulous Eve, Ali Yeah. Love that. that. That still hits the same. Okay. Some great. other ones, not so much. Yeah. I will say, though, I learned from our hairdresser, Nusheen, mm-hmm. um, who is Persian, yes. that we are, Persian. We, we've got this all wrong. So the, the real name is Alahadin. That's Ooh, his real name. That's Aladdin's real name? Real, uh, Aladdin's real name is Alahadin. Okay. Um, and he mm. is from Iraq. Okay. And this is a an ancient, uh, thousands of years, the story has existed, and we have Americanized it quite a bit. So she was not, not satisfied no big when she saw it. She did not see the 1992 version. So when she was telling me how disappointed she was in it, I was like, well, I mean, it's like it's almost the same. Was like, there's like- some changes. And she was like... No, the whole story is wrong. It is not this at all. The one thing he does do is get away from the guards. So that part, we kept the same. Okay, well, I want to say this uh, for a bonus piece of content. I think we need to get Nusheen in a chair explaining the original story of Aladdin for bonus for bonus I, content. Just directly to camera, that sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, so we might do that. But I, <laughs> I, I, should, like, what, what is, I am what very is the against when Aladdin? I learn something has been uh, culture vultured, I like to, to change it. So yeah, I think it's important that everyone knows that the real name is Alahadin. I told her it would be very difficult to sing the songs that way. Prince Alahadin. <laughs> It doesn't quite like, of hit course, the same. Of course, Disney created a a Americanized white <laughs> version of all of these things. Yeah, we were watching it. Right, well, this is there wasn't I, an African in Africa and near Pride Rock, <laughs> not one. Okay, but there's no there's no people in Lion King. Okay, if there was one, there'd be an African. Just saying. Okay, but there there's aren't any people okay. in Lion King. All right, all right? There's, there's that's why in the it, tramp. it's a ten out of ten. All right, all right? It, there's no people in Lion King. <laughs> that is anyway, why it's a ten out of ten. <laughs> so it's fine. Um, but anyway, that's how you say it. So you know, the more you know. Um, oh, and finally, we don't have a song of the summer yet. I mean, yeah, there, there's there's options, but like that 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 means we don't have a song of the summer. It should the, be consensus, like, oh, yeah, this is the song. The steam going towards right now, and I don't want it to be as much as we rode for it, before, and no pun intended, Old Town Road, the remix. Song of Spring. It seems like it's pushing into Song of Summer territory, and I, 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 I don't want it. dominated the festival season. I don't want it. No, I love that song. Yes. I listen to it every time it comes on. I'm not sick of it yet. No one is. But it, but it's, but it, it's already been out. We need a new one. You know what? I have a feeling. I have a yeah. feeling. What? It just came to me. What? It's going to be Drake. Because Drake is definitely going to drop some heat very soon. Yeah. It's coming. Joy, I said that in this podcast that music was coming. No, but, okay, but the song Song of the the summer summer is going to come from Drake. We know Drake is going to drop some music. No, yeah. yeah. So going to make a melancholy song about losing the finals. No. It's a song of the summer, though. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be They're going to win, it's gonna, Yeah. If he's going to be the able Raptors to make are, it. The Raptors are going to win. If he can make a song that both the Warriors and the Raptors get hyped to going oh into gosh. games. Yes. He's going to be the automatic goat. He, he is I mean, he right now. He's Drake's the goat. Drake's the goat. So we got to go. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right, thanks for joining us today on the Make Them Crazy podcast. Thank yes. you to Bonnie Joe Laughlin for joining us, mm. giving us the scoop on the Lakers and previewing the finals, which start on Thursday. Very excited for that. So make yep. sure you follow us on all of our social media pages at Maybe I'm Crazy Pod. Subscribe on YouTube. We're also mm-hmm. on the iHeartMedia app now. So SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, Man. and our iHeartMedia app. So there's no excuses. Nope. Uh, also follow Brandon on social media, Newman hey. Show 99, myself, Joy Taylor Talks. Um, and make sure you subscribe so you can get Brandon's update, Brandon Newsman, we on Friday mornings, um, which I'm assuming will have some final stuff in it. Maybe no. Okay. Anyway. Well, when uh, the game start. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
they start on Thursday. We'll figure it out. We talk about it. Yeah. All right. Well, we so, got y'all. Cool. We got y'all. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks for joining us today, and we'll catch you next week. Bye. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm not. Oh.